Welcome to the Just Bible No Fluff podcast. My name is Katie, and here it's all about the unfiltered Bible without any extras. Join me for a focused journey through faith, uncovering the truths that truly matter. Today we are going to be diving into the book of 1 Corinthians, and we will be in chapter 6 today. So let's hop in and start reading. It says, When one of you has a grievance against another, does he dare go to the law before the unrighteous instead of the saints? Or do you not know that the saints will judge the world? And if the world is to be judged by you, are you incompetent to try trivial cases? Or do you not know that we are to judge angels? How much more than matters pertaining to this life? So if you have such cases... Why do you lay them before those who have no standing in the church? I say this to your shame. Can it be that there is no one among you who, no one among you wise enough to settle a dispute between the brothers? But brother goes to law against brother, and that before unbelievers. To have lawsuits at all with one another is already a defeat to you. Why not rather suffer wrong? Why not rather be defrauded? But you yourselves wrong and defraud even your own brothers. Or do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor men who practice homosexuality, nor thieves, nor greedy, nor drunkards, nor rivalers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you. But you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. All things are lawful for me, but not all things are helpful. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be dominated by anything. Food is meant for the stomach, and the stomach for food. And God will destroy both one and the other. The body is not meant for sexual immorality, but for the Lord, and the Lord for the body. And God raised the Lord, and will also raise us up by his power. Do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ? Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them members of a prostitute? Never! Or do you not know that he who is joined to a prostitute becomes one body with her? For as it is written, the two will become one flesh. But he who is joined to the Lord becomes one spirit with him. Flee from sexual immorality. Every other sin a person commits is outside the body. But the sexually immoral person sins against his own body. Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own, for you were bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. So now let's back up. This book, 1 Corinthians, was written by the Apostle Paul. Now Paul wrote this letter to the church in Corinth. 
Corinth was a port city. That meant that a lot of people would come and go, so there'd be new people there all the time. Now, Paul worked with this congregation personally for about one and a half years. And if you want to do more research on this congregation, you could find it in Acts chapter 18. But when Paul left this church, he started getting reports about this congregation having problems. And this chapter is all about broken relationships from bad choices and sin. This chapter is about what we do with our bodies and why it matters. So in chapter 6, we see that it picks up right where chapter 5 left off. Chapter 5 ended talking about how some of the brothers in the church have are bearing the name of Christ, but they're still choosing bad choices. And this is where we begin in chapter 6. In chapter 6, the first part of it says, When one of you has a grievance against another, does he dare go to the law before the unrighteous instead of the saints? So when one of you has a grievance, so this is the person that is saying and pointing at someone else. They're the one that's pointing the finger. So that person that's pointing the finger is wanting to take one of the other brothers to court over this case. And we see that in verse 6, the brother goes to law against a brother, and that before the unbelievers. So the court is unbelievers. So Paul is saying here that we shouldn't take another brother that we have a grievance against to court. We should take them to fellow believers. Now, this congregation had lots of arguments about what they should or shouldn't do when they weren't together. And this is just a continuation of that. In verse 9, it says, Or do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? So the people who have grievances against their brothers are also considered the unrighteous. Verse 9 continues, Do not be deceived. Neither the sexually immoral, nor the idolaters, nor the adulterers, nor the men who practice homosexuality, nor the thieves, nor the greedy, nor the drunkards, nor the rivalers, nor the swindles will, swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. So he's saying the people that have grievances against their brothers in the church are just as bad as this list of types of people. Do we think arguments between each other? are just as bad as being a drunkard or an idolater or an or a swindler. These are some harsh words, but he's saying if you are a person that has problems with your brother, you're just as bad as this list of people. Do we see ourselves as just as bad if we have a grievance with a brother in the church? In verse 11, he said, and such were some of you. You're having grievances with each other is what he's saying. Verse 11 continues. It said, you were washed. You were sanctified. You were justified. There's three things right there. We're washed, we're sanctified, we're justified in the name of the Lord. But we're still struggling. 
The next section, Paul is comparing food to the stomach and stomach for food. He's saying that your stomach needs food and your food goes in your stomach. They go together. And he's using that to show that the body is not meant for sexually immoral things. It's meant for God. Your body and God go together. God and your body go together. It's the same thing. He's using that as an illustration. And then in verse 14, he says, God raised the Lord and will raise us up by his power. And then it continues and he again talks about how shall I then take the members of Christ and make them members of a prostitute? Never. So he's saying, do you combine spiritual things, which we are once we turn to Christ, we're spiritual. Do we combine spiritual things with physical things? Physical, and he's using the illustration of a prostitute. And then he says, never. That's very strong language. He's basically being sarcastic. But he's saying that we can't partake in flesh anymore. We're spiritual. We need to partake in only God. So in verse 18, he says, flee from sexually immoral, immortality. Sorry. That word flee, that's a strong word. Flee. That means don't even, that doesn't mean like, uh, I'm going to kind of turn around when I feel like it. I'm going to get better about it. No, it says I'm going to stop it right now and I'm going to turn because I know better. And then he concludes this chapter in verse 19 and 20. And it says, or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you? Temple, that kind of, to me, gets the idea crossed of kind of a holy space. It's something that you treasure. It's a place that you keep pristine. It's a place that you keep welcoming. Like, it's a special place. Do we welcome God and the Holy Spirit in our body? Verse 19 continues and it said, Whom you have from God, you are not your own. So our bodies are not our own. They're from God. In verse 20, it says, For you were bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. We were bought with a price by Jesus' sacrifice. So our body, in our mind, in our every being, should be glorifying God constantly. Not just on Sunday mornings, not just on Sunday nights, not just on Wednesday nights, but every moment when you're home, when you're alone, when you're out with your friends, it doesn't matter. Are we glorifying God with our bodies and our minds? Are we thinking about the things that we are saying and doing? Do we think about how we're treating our fellow brothers and sisters in Christ? Do we have any grievances against them, even if we don't make the same choices? Paul was writing to a congregation that was in a port city. They had people coming and going and new people and old people. And they, it was a mesh of a whole bunch of cultures that they all had different ideas and different beliefs and different backgrounds. But that's like the church today. Everyone comes to church from different perspectives and different ideas and different backgrounds and different upbringings. And we're supposed to all just find 
the peace and to find neutral ground with everyone, even though we might not agree all the time. But that's what Christ always chooses with us. He always chooses love. He always chooses to forgive. Do we do that instead of having a grievance and holding a grudge and getting letting it boil to the point we want to take him to court, like we saw in earlier in this chapter 6? Do we forgive easy? So my challenge today is I want you to stop right now and to think about any of the people that in, in your life or in the church that you have a grievance toward. Think about all the people you go to church with. We're not going to absolutely agree with everyone that we meet in the church, but we can learn to find common ground and we can learn to forgive. If someone in the church has hurt you, or if you don't agree with everything that someone in the church has done, this is the time we're going to put that aside today. I want you to either make mental notes of the things you need to let go with that brother in Christ or write it down, write a pretend letter. And then when you're done with it, rip it up and throw it away. Let some things go. Don't let those grievances boil up to the point that you want to make it known to the world or try to get things right on your end. We won't always get an apology. We won't always get to right the wrongs. But sometimes in life, we have to just choose to see them as our brother in Christ and to forgive. So today, think about the people that might be getting under your skin and you might have a grievance towards and choose forgiveness. Choose to not let them affect your day today for Christ. So today, think about your broken relationships that you have in your life. Don't let them remain broken. Part of the broken relationships is on both sides. Both sides of the brothers are at fault. So choose to lay aside your broken relationships and mend your relationships. Thank you for joining me on this episode of the Just Bible No Fluff podcast. New episodes every Monday. Remember, the beauty of the Bible lies in its direct impact on our lives. Stay connected, stay faithful, and keep diving into the unfiltered wisdom of God's Word. Until next time, this is Katie signing off, wishing you a day filled with purpose and faith.